Hey everyone, and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of three Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ava. So last episode, we talked a lot about a lot of things, and a lot of those things touched on our potential reform episodes, and we thought we might as well take our first stab at the reform series with parent reform. Um, And that sounds pretty harsh, but I was also thinking of it as a follow-up to the parenting episode. Or Teens Talk Parenting was, I believe, what Mm -hmm. it was called. Teens Talk Parenting. And so this is kind of a follow-up to that two years later. And slash parent reform, slash what we want to do when, if we are parents. Um, So yeah, let's get into it. I think right now we're in the stage where uh, millennials are now parents, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And... This is like a trend on TikTok. There's like the Sephora kids. Oh, God, we need to talk about that. We will talk about that one after this little anecdote. But another phenomenon is just like iPad kids. And I have, I, okay, I didn't realize how big of an epidemic this was until this specific event. So me and my friend were going out to lunch at a restaurant, right? And so it's a little bit packed and crowded, but they take us all the way to this separate back room. And we're like, okay, I mean, Kind of weird. There's tables over here and over here, but they chose this room. And so we're like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So we're waiting for our food. And there's this like table right in front of us. And it's like these parents and like with our one kid. And the kid has like this full sized iPad with like the the rubber barriers. The rubber barriers. <laughs> yeah. And they're like playing like Coco Melon or whatever at like top volume to keep the kid like entertained. And I was like, oh, this is so annoying. And then I looked to my right. There's another family with another huge iPad, and they're doing the same thing. And they had given this other kid at their table their phone to watch videos on or something. And then I turned behind me, and there are three more tables of families with their kids on devices, like, whilst they're eating dinner. Not even, like, waiting for the dinner. Like, they're eating lunch, and their kids are just staring at the screens, and it's, like, actual brain like rot you know you're being you were surrounded i was surrounded i was like why did we get put in the ipad kid room and i was like it was distressing me like they were waiting for you to whip out your ipad yeah they thought you were like okay well since we're all doing this i guess i'll just blast something else in here right brain rot that's the only way i could describe Mm. it so your parent reform would be stop doing that like okay at the time when I was a younger kid, I didn't get to have electronics for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I was so annoyed by this. I was like, oh, I'm so bored. I'm hungry. I'm waiting for my food. I want to play on phones, like phones. <laughs> I want to play on my mom's phone or something. And no, my parents wouldn't let me. Something about manners, hmm. you know, Checks table manners. Now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if we were ready, waiting for dinner, like occasionally, I would get to play on my mom's phone, but like definitely not while we're eating dinner. Yeah. I mean, the thing I have to pick with that, like, sure, um, you know, like, I have a family friend and their kid is autistic and she, you know, has her iPad on a lot and the noise-canceling headphones because that's just the way it works best for her. So in cases like that, I'm like, okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I grew up where my mom would bring, like, legitimately, like, toys to dinner to keep our attention. Mm. Like, there would be, like, an Etch-A-Sketch or, like... My mom, like, had this Gatorade bottle that she put, like, little trinkets in and a bunch of sand. And you had to, like, mm. find the bunch of trinkets by, like, twirling the Gatorade bottle around. Ooh, creative. So, yeah, there was, like, a bunch of those, like, creative toys that, like, I would just play with at dinner um, if I was too bored. And she still carries them around for, like, the little kids at church and stuff. Um, but, but, yeah, I think that's definitely, like, 
the better way to go, like you're saying. Like, And also, Ava, I don't know if you want to partake in this round of commentary (laughs) um but i also have a story on how this millennial millennial parenting age is interesting it's like it's making me a little scared like yes at the time when i was a kid i was so annoyed that i had to be bored and had nothing to do but looking back that was like probably it's probably not healthy i don't know like what are the long-term like effects of this right like curious i guess we'll we'll find out yeah because i'm scared yeah no i was thinking about this the other day because First of all, like, all this media is, like, it's new stuff, so we don't know the long-term effects. Mm-hmm. But we do know that in the short term, it does damage your eyes for sure. For sure. Like, for sure. I've had some stuff where I had to, like, be working on my computer a lot, and I'd, like, you know, get up after a while, and my eyes would be, like, really unfocused. Mm, so, you know, yeah. first of all, it's bad for your health, your mental health. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, it just it's just a difficult puzzle one question i have is like i know like maybe kids are fussy with this but especially with the ones who play their videos out loud like yeah why why can't we just do headphones or like at the very least you yeah, know? Like, yeah, yeah. The very like least. when there's like so many like coco melon stuff like going around <laughs> and i'm just like sitting in a restaurant trying to peacefully eat and yeah, i hear that literally. blaring i'm like where's the consideration for others right 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 it's like, literally blasting and like- i actually can't i'm like so <laughs> over it but i do understand parents sometimes just want to slap a pacifier on and yeah. in our generation that's pretty much like youtube Coco well Mellon, i mean the thing with that that i've heard people saying is that's kind of due in part to covid mm. and the parents just like it was you and your kid for so long you didn't really know what to do so you put all this like media in front of them but um what i was gonna circle back to is i ski instruct um and when i was first starting there was this like little meet and greet with the instructors you know like you, like, meet the admin and you meet whoever. Um, and one of my friends, she's really close with the admin because she, you know, has family ties in where we ski instruct. Um, and so she was talking to the admin. She's like, yeah, like, um, I think this last year was, like, some of the worst kids I've ever had. Like, it's those millennial parents, man. Like, just kind of joking. Mm. Um, and she was saying, and, like, the and admin was like, yeah, it genuinely is. Like, she was like, I have a kid who's a millennial and their kids are just crazy, and it's due in part to COVID, but, like, they just don't know how to interact with each other because they're all saying that, like, their kids, like, genuinely fight. But not, not in, like, the word way, but, like, those, like, beat each other up in the middle of ski class. Huh. And, like, they can't keep attention. Like, j- like the admin who had been with the same group for years and years and years is saying, this is the round of some of the worst kids we've had. Mm. Not my group, though. Shout out to my group. You guys are my perfect angels. <laughs> okay. I well. just think it's so interesting, especially since, like, I know growing up, we didn't really have too many devices. Yeah. And now, like, I remember, I think I got a phone when I was, like, 12, and I, like, didn't have cellular on it. I couldn't bring it to school. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, nowadays, so many kids are, like, growing up, getting phones, like, so early. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. That's kind of interesting. Yeah. Um. Kind of like Lauren, I'm a volleyball coach, and I've noticed that, like, well, I teach kids from, like, anywhere from third to eighth grade, but there are, like, third and fourth graders that have, like, Apple Watches, and they they play with their Apple Watches on, and I'm like, (gasps) and I was, like, when I try and coach them and, like, correct them, I'm like, yeah, you want to hit the ball, like, on your platform or whatever, and they're like, ooh, should I take off my watch then, and I'm like, yeah. Like, that's hello? definitely like a Mercer Island thing. Though, oh, for, for sure. sure. Like, that's I guess for other like areas, maybe it's different. Yeah, or I it's think, very different. But like, yeah, yeah. For our experiences, there definitely is 
that layer of nuance in such an affluent community. Mm-hmm. So and as well, they also have like these like advanced phones. Like I mean, that's like a weird advanced thing to say. Phone. Like I don't know how to explain. Like kind of like new models. Like for a long time, the last okay, the the coaching that I do comes in like clinics, so they don't occur like like continuously. The last time I was doing these clinics, I think I had like my old phone um, and it was like five years old or something. And there were so many fourth graders that had like phones more advanced than mine. And I'm like, what do you need that for? Right. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's just like I I think technology is a really great thing. But I also am really glad that my parents like withheld that from me. Same with social media until yeah. I was older. There's a ton of stuff where like, you know, your parents will be like, you'll understand when you're older and like. At the moment, it's like, eh, whatever it's like, you say. Mm, and then once you get there, you're like, oh, my gosh, you're so right. So with that, what are our regulations going to be as... Wait, we haven't talked about Sephora kids. Oh, well, I'm saying let's let's oh, chunk this off first. Yeah. First chunk, technology, what will your guys's... Or what would your guys' stances be? I feel like I've thought about this, like, kind of a lot. Like, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, sometimes I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll just, like, cut myself off and be isolated from technology for my kids but then I'm also like I guess like nowadays social media is such like a big part of like yeah like culture and just like socially like I don't know I don't want my kids to be those like socially isolated like yeah. not really plugged in but I also don't want it to be like such a big part where they can't live without it because mm-hmm. I do feel like I don't know I'm pretty attached to my phone and I've yeah. been trying to like wean myself off of that so for my kids I would definitely like not even introduce like technology and like or not technology but like social media and stuff until much later Mm -hmm. and i mean another nuanced thing here is that technology is such a fastly evolving thing so right now it's pretty integrated in society it will likely get more integrated but who knows there could be our generation of people who are seeing these ipad kids and want that to stop and it could go backwards yeah, it's like a sinusoidal function. Mm, so true. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think I, I agree with Ava. I like the way my parents did it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I think they let me have Instagram too early. Because I mean, Same. I am so embarrassed by <laughs> what I posted. Like, me it wasn't too. like, me too. it wasn't like inappropriate or anything. It was yeah. just embarrassing. Like, why did I post that picture? And like, ugh, it like <laughs> makes me cringe every single day. So, I mean, I'll probably withhold social media for like, a little bit longer because I remember I like begged for it though so like I mean what were they to do I guess mm-hmm. um and like I guess people can't really be socially developed until they've gone through their embarrassing social media phase that's true yeah true. that's my opinion but mm-hmm. I wish I could skip that so for my kids like Ava said I want to like withhold like iPhones and iPads and like stuff with like the internet and social media until probably like sixth grade I feel like I think I got my first phone like transitioning from fifth to sixth grade because I was starting um, sports like club sports. Mm -hmm. So my mom just wanted to like be able to text me and be like, oh, are you done Mm -hmm. with practice? Like blah, blah, blah. Or like if I needed to get picked up or if I got hurt or something like that. So like I think that's like a good age, like middle school age and i was gonna mention one piece of technology i did have before then though was a 3ds and i oh the ds the ds i think the ds is like a perfect gaming console slash piece of technology Mm. to start with because they can't really you can't access the internet as far as i know 
Yeah, it's just your games. It's just yeah. like a bunch games. of like fun games. Like I used to play like the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Like those like oh my god. Like everybody shares this memory of like staying up until like and one a.m. Yeah. and hiding the DS under the pillow when yep. your parents walk in. Sorry, mom, but like so much uh, fun. So if those still exist, I would love to get one of those for my kid. Yeah. It'll like, be so fun. dated by then, though. Yeah, like, yeah. So be, they're be gonna like be like, this is not high tech. Be like, yeah, it'll be like my parents' old like Game Boy. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say like that's gonna be our generation's that's Game crazy. Boy. That's crazy. But I love it, and it's so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, my Lego Star Wars has my heart. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like me and my brother both had one. Mine was red. Well, I still have it, and <laughs> I still use it. I'm not even joking. I <laughs> yes, use it at least once it. a week. Um, my brother had like. A blue one with like a Super Mario case. That's fun. And our games like worked on both consoles, so. I had a mm. black one that I bedazzled. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. What about you, Ava? I had a Leapster, and my brother had a DS. So <gasps> I was like, Leapster guys. That was a different. Those that's a different are breed. incredible. So incredible. We need to bring those back. Exactly. And yeah. I think they will come back because I I don't want my kids to have like something super high tech. Because mm-hmm. like. I don't know. I mean, I like looking back, I think I like the way I was raised. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I was constantly bored. Yes, I had to call Lauren on my landline. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is a key memory because I got my phone at a really young age because I was diagnosed with diabetes. And the way my school was set up, it was really poor. So they're like, we can't like have communication between parent and child unless it's through their own phone. It, it was something really weird. But I did have to be in communication with my parents because I was still learning about, you know, how my body reacted with this new disease. Um, but I had my old Samsung phone. It was already dated when I got it. Um, and I used to call Sophie up on her landline. Oh, at her house. oh. I, I was a serial landline user. Yeah. So I forgot about those days, but like genuinely some of the best chats over landline. Oh yeah. And I think me being around Lauren, I think like fifth grade is really when I started campaigning mm-hmm. for, um, my own phone and at the time I think I got like an iPhone 6 mm. it was like my mom's or something and like it had been passed down so it was like I, I liked it and I actually had that for like a long time yeah I um but anyways I I was like mom Lauren has a phone <laughs> I guess I didn't understand why you needed it <laughs> it was kind of just in the back of my head but I was like mom Lauren has a phone I'm pretty sure I used that but then I started sports and I was like yes Mom, I really need this phone. I need this phone so bad because I'm going to be playing sports. So, you know, if my kids play club sports, maybe I'll do the same. Maybe you just get them a landline. I'll get them a landline. <laughs> a flip phone, if you will. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Like, I don't think I don't think kids need anything high tech because, mm-hmm. like, I think it's good to, like, learn how to sit with boredom yeah, and, like, figure sure. out what yeah. to do with your mind and, like, imagination or whatever without, like, brain rotting yourself. Mm-hmm. That's, like, been my, like, only term to describe how I feel when I see iPad babies. Mm-hmm. No. It's just, it doesn't feel right. That can't be good for them, you know? Yeah, it yeah, can't. Like, we were forced to be creative and, like, come yeah. up with our own games. Yeah. Like, we didn't rely on the iPads, guys. Absolutely We not. didn't. And, like, it reminds me of when I used to go on hikes. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Family hikes. <laughs> but <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> I remember I created, like, this whole, whole, like, game in my head. And I can't remember what it was about or anything, but it kept me entertained. For so long, and like, 
kind of miss those days, oh, you know? and we were kept entertained by our language in Savanese. Oh, yes, um, Like, instead of, like, nowadays, I bet if you go into a classroom, like, people would be texting their friends. No. Yeah. No, we were communicating. We, we made our own language. We did. It was a written and a and, performed. Like, yeah, performed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. It was something else. It was something else. So get My on that. question, as we're talking about create, they're like, you know, you had to come up with stuff to do when you're bored is how will the creativity of this next generation be affected because they're just on they have this quick access to entertainment all the time like will mm. there be kind of a dip in the creativity that we're seeing because they can't keep themselves entertained because and then how are they going to keep others entertained kind of but i guess like a lot of them are most likely on social media and they see a lot of like creative things on there but probably. then that's i mean you see it but it's not something you're doing on your mm, own that's right? true yeah that is interesting. Not yeah. everyone is um, Ava's old art account. <laughs> oh, God. Like, ah, honestly, I'm just really concerned for when these kids go into a school environment and they're not going to be able to, like, be put on their, their phones iPad, away. Yeah. yeah. Like, I can't imagine having a phone in elementary school because I'd, I'd probably be addicted. Let's be honest. Yeah. I'm addicted now, but it's, like, it's different. I'm old and mature. <laughs> they are young and immature. So of course. Um, I don't know. I feel like you need to learn how to concentrate and like be apart from your device. Mm-hmm. Cause like in high school it's like kind of normal to just have your phone on your desk, but Yeah. But <laughs> definitely not in like kindergarten or like third grade even. I mean, another thing I see is also like a discrepancy in communication because there's been a lot of things in the past where it's like with my peers, they'll be texting me and I'll be like a really engaging conversation or like you know, whatever, like, what are the, whether that means, like, a bunch of emojis or, like, back and forth. And then I'll, like, talk to them in class and it'll be, like, they're just so quiet. It's the driest conversation I've ever had. Mm. So I wonder if that'll translate to this broad generation as well because they don't know how to have those proper conversationalist skills when it's not, when they can't just, like, use an emoji, you know? That's true. I feel like mm. I'm such, like, an old lady saying this, but, I like, know, yeah. genuinely. Emoticons. Yeah, those emoticons. Mm. I get that. Like, imagine, like, just being at dinner this feels like a really depressing life like your kids are just like on their devices and you can't talk to them have you guys seen the social dilemma movie Mm-mm. i have actually mm. where like there's this little scene where the family's like all doing their phones and then the mom's like wait a minute let me lock up all the phones and see if we can do a challenge where we aren't on our phones and like the girl goes and smashes the case oh, she's what? like i need to check my instagram that's oh, crazy and, like, that would be me yeah but that movie like actually scary like, yeah. I feel like I should watch that. Yeah. Like, My it's all about, like, social it. media, and I think that's the biggest thing. Like, that's the scariest thing. It's not even so much, like, the games for me, but, like, the effect of, like, social media on these, like, 12-year-olds. On the kids. 11-year-olds. True. Well, I mean, I guess that segues really well into our next topic, mm-hmm. which is the Sephora 12-year-olds. Sophie, do you want to intro this one? I, I'm Go so passionate about this. Because I, like, I recently saw this TikTok, and it was literal, like, I don't know, like, five-year-olds, and they were, like, doing, they were on TikTok, like, showing their faces on TikTok and doing, like, TikTok trends. And, like, they, I saw they had all these, like, skincare products, mm-hmm. like Drunk Elephant, which is made for... And, like, Glow Recipe. And yeah. Glow Recipe. And those things Ugh. are all very, very expensive. They're expensive, and most of the products just aren't made for young people's skin. Mm-hmm. It's made to, like, repair stuff and take care of acne and, like, and, like wrinkles. aging, yeah. Yeah, and it's like, I don't even use that stuff. And I'm, like, what, 10 years, 12 years older than these people? Mm-hmm. And I remember this girl in the video, first of all, like, her, all of her top teeth were gone. So I was like, oh, they're still in that stage of life. What? And she couldn't form a full sentence. 
at all. Like, like, and she was on TikTok using like super expensive That's skincare so, products. That's so like dystopian. It's so dystopian. Like, she couldn't form a full sentence yet. Here she is using these products made for adults, and it was like, I, ugh, it like was so bad, and like, it was like that trend where it's like, wear blank. Of course we do blank. Do you know that trend? Mm-hmm. Yeah. She was oh, doing yeah. it. She was like, wear. Like, Six year old. <laughs> oh, she said we're Gen Alpha influencers. What? Of course, of course, we love skincare. But that sentence had like ten breaks because she's so young. Oh, of That's so crazy. She's like, she was like stuttering and like tripping on her words, and like I was like, what the heck is going on? Like, not the word thing. Like that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. just like. The juxtaposition between the adult products that she's using and then, like, her teeny tiny little voice and her lack of teeth. Yeah, Mm. I mean, the thing with juxtaposition that I think is all over the internet is this whole idea of grown women using bows in their hair to kind of bring back that childhood Mm. femininity and young kids using these, like, anti-aging products and all these, like, really, like, intense, like, acids for your face because they want to grow up. And how it's kind of this endless chase for what you can't be. Mm. And so I thought that was really interesting. I did have a skincare phase during quarantine. Um, but definitely not to that degree. And I was like 13, 14. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I think it's a really strange thing. And I've seen some beauty um, companies comment on it as well. And it's like, one of our frequently asked questions is like, what, at what age should we be using this product and this product? Mm. And it's like saying like, if you're under 13, you should just be using basic. Like a moisturizer. Like, yeah. You know, like a face wash and a moisturizer. I probably didn't it. even wash my face until middle school, being for real here. Yeah, no yeah. shame. Like, I don't think I knew that existed. I think I just used like bar soap and just like <laughs> rubbed it all over. I don't even think I, I think I just did water. <laughs> hey. Whatever works. Yeah, that and then, like, water splash. Or... I only started using moisturizer, like, I don't even know when. But I've always been, like, a lotion girl. I'm, I have dry, like, skin, so that's always been, like, a part of it. But, like, I can't imagine. Like, I don't even use any serums right now. I mean, actually, I was really excited about this. For Christmas, one of my friends got me, like, a tiny, like, a travel-sized version of the Glow Recipe Toner. Mm. And I've never tried this. And I'm really excited because, like, I feel like I've grown up now, basically. Well, also, it was also sold out everywhere, she said. Because I guess all the tiny kids are taking them. But also the thing I was seeing about that is that they'll go into, like, Sephora's and completely trash the area. Like, you can see when they've gone through. Because, you know, the thing with, like, mixing the drunk elephant items? Like, they'll go into a Sephora and, like, pour a toner, like, a Mm -hmm. serum in and, like, make a little slushy and leave it like that. What are you talking about? Do you not know this? You haven't been on the right side of Instagram Guys, I've been been trying to veer (laughs) off of the chronically online. Yeah, that's a good thing. Okay, I'm... I have an hour limit, so... Oh. Proud of you. Um, I probably go on TikTok for about two hours a day. But that's anyway. just confessing, just confessing. But honestly, it could be worse. Yeah, it could be I could be, be TikToking all day long. Yeah, like, I think at some point I realize that, like, it's I'm issue. brain rotting. And I yeah. think as long as you're self-aware, too, that's what matters. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, back to this Sephora children. Sephora slush. Um, I think, yeah, <laughs> the one thing that kind of gets me with that is like yes i understand like it's kind of like self-expression and like it's like 
making magic potions in your backyard <laughs> feeling. I love um, that. Oh, my favorite. But it's just to such a strange degree. It's very dystopian, like we were saying. And also, I think it sets this really strange precedent. Like, I remember in middle school, um, people were starting to use makeup and people were starting to, you know, do whatever. You know, it's a really awkward stage. And I, like, didn't know what I was doing. And it just felt really like I was falling behind. And it felt very, like, awkward and embarrassing. And the fact that that's starting at such a young age is really concerning to me because it's all these little kids, hopefully don't, but <laughs> might feel the same way that I did when I was in middle school in that awkward stage and that age is just getting set back further. It's crazy. Also, like, I've seen so many videos where, like, oh, elder people, Okay, I can't see elder. It's like our age or like older, you know? <laughs> They'll be like, whoa, why does this sixth grader look like this? And this was me at sixth grade. Like, yeah. The difference oh is so crazy. Right? They're like already glammed out with makeup. They have their right. fashion sense. Like, it's uh, crazy. I still don't have my fashion sense. Yeah, yeah same, let's be honest. Same. <laughs> I think I started, I started wearing makeup in seventh grade. I don't think it was anything too crazy, though. I think it was just mascara, mm. eyebrow gel, I went, and lip like, gloss. Eighth grade, I did mascara. Even my then, oh my gosh, yeah, for like forever yeah, until until like like probably this tenth year? grade, eleventh oh. grade. Well, tenth grade for like performances and stuff, I would put like a tiny bit of concealer. Oh, but now she's so nowadays, natural. Nowadays, twelfth grade, starting. Yeah, I'm trying to like actually limit myself on what I do for my makeup because like I remember in seventh grade or eighth grade, I was like I started to feel like I needed makeup before I. We could go to school. And so I'm not letting myself return to that. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I haven't felt that way in high school, but I was worried that, like, I felt like I had to do this routine before I could go to school. Mm. And so I was like, okay, well, yeah. I'm not letting that happen. So I'm withdrawing. I don't wear concealer anymore, things like that. Like, I'm kind of like reversing. Like, I wanted to kind of like get a jump on the makeup stuff because mm-hmm. I, I really liked it. I thought it was cool, like, watching makeup tutorials and whatever. But now that I'm, like, older, I'm, like, I don't want to, like, need that much. Like, I want to still look like myself. Like, I don't want to be, like, glammed up, you know? I mean, I think another thing that's kind of related is the idea of, like, when you're older, you're going to look back and be like, oh, my gosh, I was hating on myself so bad. And I actually looked so good here. And kind of this idea of, like, treasuring each age you're at. Like, you know, like, one thing for me... The, the, this is kind of turning into parent reform here, but like I mean, it is. It is well, I, I mean, I mean, but like more directly. Yeah. Um, my parents don't do it, but like when I see people my parents' age who are like, "Oh my gosh, I'm getting these gray hairs. It's so ugly, and I need to dye it, and I need to get my Botox and my liposuction. You know, all this stuff." And I'm like, "Okay, like, I think, okay, this sounds really cringe, but the way I kind of like." first was like oh my gosh everything's so messed up is from the hunger games in the first book when katniss first goes to the capital she's like in her makeup sesh no 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 she's like i'm here at this place and everyone wants to look skinny and look young but where i'm from it's a blessing to be old and it's a blessing to be um Mm. thicker because that means that you can't afford and are lucky enough to live a more indulgent life and be able to have the means to live a longer life. And I think that kind of, like, shout out, uh, who's the who's the writer of? Uh, Suzanne, Collins. Suzanne Collins. Suzanne yeah. Collins, shout out, love ya. Um, but I think that did kind of click in my head of, like, wait, this doesn't make sense. And I think especially with aging, um, definitely kind of, you know, embrace your features, embrace how you look, because 
one day you're not going to look the same and you won't like it. Or one day you're going to look the same and kind of not have that view of, like... I mean, I don't know. I think aging is a really... This is a, this is a game to a different topic, but I think for parent reform and youth reform, just kind of, I don't know, enjoying the age you're at, the place you are, and trying not to focus too much on the past or the future, kind of like we're seeing with this whole drunk elephant and bows in your hair and et cetera. Yeah, I think right now, I, I wish I could be 17 forever. I'm living my best life. But... Unfortunately, I have new responsibilities to unlock, but I mean, like, I definitely think I'm enjoying where I am right now, but I definitely wasn't in, like, middle school. I don't know if this is, like, a canon event, but, like, you know, like, the middle school, like, oh, God, I'm so ugly. I oh, need my yeah. fashion sense. Like, oh, I need to do my makeup. Yeah, that's, like, such a canon event. Like, it's 100%. a canon event, and, like, we're past that now. Yeah. And, like I said, like, I think, I think you're right about, like, I don't know how you're parents acted like influences you like I remember when I was younger like my mom never wore makeup uh she like wore like a little bit to work and stuff like that and I never like heard her complain about like her body or her gray hairs or anything around me because I was like young and it's like it's okay yeah like it's okay to have those things and like even if I do feel that way about myself if I have kids I don't want them to like see that because like you know like they need to learn that it's okay to look that way. And, like, if I'm okay looking this way, you will be too someday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's deep. It's deep. We did that. We did that. And we're not even parents yet. Yeah. But, like, I think it's, like, I'm just thinking about it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, once again, this conversation with this um, admin of where I work, she was, like, jokingly, she was, like, it's your guys', it's your generation's job to fix the mess that I've made by having these this millennial child who's having, like, these kids with terrible mm-hmm. manners. I just think it's so interesting how, like, we're going to be, or our generation as a whole is going to be as parents. And it's yeah. Like, I don't know. I find it so crazy. Like, obviously, I'm sure every generation is going to be, like, oh, I'm going to be the one to fix it, but, like... Like, what are we going to... Like, we're definitely going to have some sort of, like, problem. Yeah, but, oh, but, like, definitely. I feel like this is probably like tone deaf to say, but like with social media and everything and like people being able to be connected with like all their ideas and like Mm -hmm. the things, the gripes they have, like maybe we will be more receptive. I think we might be. And I think uh, like similar to that, we're at, we're in a generation where like, if you take a look at the problems of racism, of, you know, classism, of, you know, body image, we're very much a generation or at least kind of where we live in the environment we're in that is more open-minded mm, yeah. and is willing to take all these ideas and say, kind of find the moral right and wrong in it. Um, when things in the past, it's been a lesser number of people who have. So I think there definitely is promise in that way. But something that like, I'm like, as we were talking, I was like, wait, um, there's this girl who's my age, who used to be one of my old coworkers, and she has a kid. Mm. um and that's I learned about that and I was like wait you're my age wait you have a kid um and I mean I don't know just to feel from different walks of life but like Gen Zers are already parents whether they're our age and they're old our older Gen Zers but I mean I don't know I think when we talk about all of this it's much more of like our yeah ideas yeah. I don't know I was we were like talking about this earlier and I like kind of said this as a joke like in the era of teen pregnancy that's, like, kind of real, though. Like, there are people that already have kids, and that sounds really scary mm-hmm. to me. And, like, sometimes I see on TikTok where it's, like, 
me, an 18-year-old mom, making breakfast for my kid and my boyfriend or something. Yeah. Which is, like, kind of wild. Right? And, I mean, also, like, there's Gen Zers who aren't teen parents. Like, they're, like, 25-year-old Gens. Mm, yeah, that's, that's what true, I... Yeah. I think the cutoff is 97. Wait, how... Wait. So, 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 20, so that's 24 27. plus... 27. 27-year-olds. Yeah. Dang. So okay, like, wow. Like, I feel like oh, I don't okay. group those in. Yeah. I don't either. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I, think, I just think about myself. This is just Rice and Shine's <laughs> own little world. This is yeah. Rice and Shine's bubble it, here. Exactly. That's the way kind it should of, be. That's Yeah, I mean, the way it should be. But that's kind, of, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of crazy. But, like, there is another generation, like Gen mm. Alpha. Yeah. <laughs> help. Help. Help us. Help. Like, the skibbity toilet or whatever <laughs> yeah okay wait 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 wait. okay oh. this is kind of getting oh, into okay, okay. the topic of different generation discourse which is definitely an episode for another day but this is touching on something i was listening to on the broski report the other day no surprise um i'm in my Brittany broski era um but she was talking about um how like there's the idea of millennials being cringe and how with gen alpha kind of having a new social media presence and having their own sense of humor, how Gen Z is kind of like some sides of the internet are kind of already falling into that trap of being cringe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, I don't know. That was just on my mind, but that's for another episode. True. Another episode. How is Gen Z cringe in its own way? And will Gen Alpha view us as the new millennials? Stay tuned to find out. Stay tuned to find, find out. We'll see in about 10 years. Yeah. We'll be back. We'll be we'll back. We'll be back. Rice and Shine revived yeah. in our 30s. <laughs> That's crazy to think. Uh, I know. Wait, actually, as we're kind of getting to the end of this episode, do we want to do kind of like a prediction of how each of us will be as parents slash in our 30s? Mm, I think that's mm. an interesting discussion. This right? is so weird. Okay, that's in like t- uh, like 15 years. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, do do we think that our close. generation, especially with like college and pressures, will put mm-hmm. less pressure on our children or more since we've that's, been through it? That's and a rough like, one. Like our parents, I feel like, I don't know, when you talk to like an elder, <laughs> an elder. <laughs> I gotta stop saying that, but like someone of our parents' age, like yeah. it's very much like when they were going to college, like the application process was so oh much like different. God. It was so, yeah. it was so much easier easy. to get into colleges like for us we're kind of going through the trenches yeah and i mean that's also another thing that's up in there is because like potentially could get harder or you know like i'm like we've been saying these like-minded people like us if they go into government maybe college will be a completely different system where education is much more accessible um so i think that's something that'll really depend but i think for us in in the rubble if you will (laughs) um we've definitely been through it and especially with mercer island having this very competitive culture i think we would be a lot more understanding the one person i could see actually i could see you both getting kind of intense about it (laughs) sophie's very driven and i think that could translate over to her kid and ava ava has a ban on sweet treats (laughs) so that really speaks to her character yeah, sweet treats. One thing I just remembered is when I was younger, I only got to have dessert on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Dang. I, I know. I can't remember. I remember I that. I don't got any rules. That was like a dessert. source of inner turmoil for me. Wow, that is a turmoil. Yeah. Tumultuous event. But like, honestly, when I look back at what my parents did for me, I'm like, huh, I'll probably do the same. Mm-hmm. It turned out well. No. I mean, I turned out great, right, guys? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> How about we do a keep... Keep and toss two things that your parents did with you growing up. 
Hmm. So stuff you'd keep. Oh, there's so many ever... things I would keep. Okay, name just name first thing. First thing that comes to your mind. Okay. For me, something I've been thinking a lot is like, because we were reading this passage in English and it was about this thing where it's like, oh, the parental expectations and everything and like parents wanted to dictate their children's life. And I feel like for my family, it's been so different from that. Like, I know there's like a stereotype of Asian parents, like always dictating everything, but my parents really just let me do what I wanted to do. And that turned out really well. And I feel like that does turn out well because we had this whole unit in Chinese class about like, oh, tiger parents and whatnot. And I was thinking about it and like, I really don't have tiger parents. And I think like people push this narrative that like, oh, the only way to get your kids to be successful is to like really dictate everything and be Mm -hmm. such a tiger parent. But I do think like, it's kind of like reverse psychology. If If you let your kids do what they want to do, then they'll end up liking it and be self-driven to do They'll turn the into thing. a tiger kid. Yeah. They'll turn <laughs> For example, Ava cutting yeah. off sweet yeah. treats from her life. And so like, Ava being really good at everything she does. High risk, high reward. But anyway, I think I'll do that. Well, I don't know. Like, knowing my personality type, yeah. like, I'm kind of controlling Loki. <laughs> so I feel like I might become a controlling parent, but I'd like to, like... In the rubble, however... Yeah. But what does that mean? The rice and shine bubble. bubble. Oh, I was like the rubble, like we're emerging from like destruction. Yeah, probably. The rice and shine bubble. I do think like I'll probably think back to like what worked for me as a kid and like apply that to my kid. But I guess it depends on the kid, though. Yeah, true. Like if it's a kid who's like me, who's like more self-driven, I guess, like I would just let them do their own thing. But maybe if my kid was like lazy (laughs) lazy and slacking maybe i would be kind of like gosh you need to get your stuff together yeah like if my kid turns out to be an ipad kid well i would never let that happen it won't happen happen. so like i would just do that i would let my kids free reign parenting if you will (laughs) gentle parenting i'm declaring uh, an executive order in the rubble and that is ipads are not allowed banned ipads are banned yeah literally ava what's the one thing you drop I would draw. Oh. Ooh. Mom and Dad, if you're listening. <laughs> Soon off for a min. <laughs> I would say. Like, Loki, there's not much. But there's gotta be something. You're just too grateful to the child. Yeah, I'm just so grateful to my parents. Shout out. Aww. <laughs> um, Stop. Drop the mask, Ava. <laughs> <laughs> I hate everything. <laughs> Actually, it, come back to me. Okay. We'll go like our. Oh, yeah, we can do all good and then, first. Yeah, and then and drop then, okay. Yes. okay. Keep, I would keep um, the no phone rule until middle school, especially seeing all this iPad mm. kid madness. The epidemic. The epidemic. And one thing I would toss is, like, not making me do anything. <laughs> Hear me out. Hear me out. I, too, was a free-range child, kind of. My parents <laughs> just wanted me to do whatever I wanted. But I'm looking back, and I'm like, man, I should have chosen a niche sport. I should have done this and this, and I should have started accelerating early, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, how much of that is on account of you wanting to get into a good college? Well, yeah. all of it, so. Okay, yeah, because that's the thing you need to take into consideration. I mean, this is a thing for college reform, but um, once again, I think, like I've been saying, happiness is more worthy than prestige of a college. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but so wouldn't it be nice to have both? Uh, you're. I'm going. Yeah, I'm taking. Nah, nah, o- nah, I'm nah. taking over. over. Okay. I'm taking over. Let's remove the mic. Yeah, <laughs> revoked. Um, I think the thing I'd keep is my parents are very much the people who are like you know explore your passions mm-hmm. and 
I've been very privileged to be able to pursue these passions because, you know, we do live on Mercer Island, which is a little bit more, well, mm. uh, quite a bit more affluent than, you know, the average Joe community. Um, but with that, they've been able to fund, whether that's a sport or, you know, art or whatever it may be, they've been really big into um, pushing me to follow my passions, whatever those may be. And my dad has this motto of do like do whatever you want until it's not fun anymore and then stop. Mm, because yeah. my dad, he was second gen Japanese American. My grandpa is an immigrant and my grandpa is very intense sometimes. And my dad was very much going off the beaten path of that and, you know, doing whatever that meant, whether that's kind of skipping out in some years of college to follow his passions for music. So he's very much pushed that into my life, which I appreciate a lot because life really is so short and circling back, your happiness is what matters, not the prestige of the school, not how much money you make. And yes, those things can help in, you know, like, for example, money, like people who say money can't buy happiness, like you're lying because it can get you so many opportunities. Mm -hmm. But really, it's about following your passions and having a supportive system around that. Hmm. Coming back to you, Ava, with the draw. God, I don't have any drops. Oh my gosh. Just make up, oh. make up a oh. rule, and um, then act. and then say, like, oh, oh, vegetables. One thing- get rid of vegetables, guys. No vegetables. I'm no over vegetables. This. No vegetables allowed. Oh, I wish my parents introduced me to Shin Ramen earlier. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll so tossing it. out, yeah. withholding Shin Ramen. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Okay. I also, I mean, the toss, I guess, could just be something I absolutely will not do. Maybe. iPad kid. Well, the iPad kid No is iPads just, in the rubble. The rubble has already committed to no iPads, but what's one thing I would toss? Huh. Hmm. Um. <laughs> I can go and then go back to you. Yeah, you go. So this is something that my mom, like I've talked about before, my mom's like, very kind of kicking herself about it and it's like half joking but i'm just gonna say it and mom you know what i'm gonna say (laughs) and that is heavy censorship on my childhood media intake (laughs) and this is because i have a younger brother who's five years younger and so at the age i was like when the average joe would be watching disney channel i was still watching pbs kids oh same um which i think you know could have been for the better but like I'm just missing out on so many, like, pop culture culture movements. Like, my parents told me that my TV was freaking broken, and every (laughs) night they would go and watch TV while we were sleeping. My parents... I missed out on a lot. We didn't have cable, so I guess we all missed out. Guys, we all are just culturally missing something in our heart. Yeah, so so in the rubble, there is a ban on iPads, but how about we do, like, uh, in the rubble, like, we have a weekly Rice and Shine movie night with our kids. exactly, yeah. Yeah. And that's that. And it's like the most important cultural movement movies at the moment. So like High School Musical 1, High School Musical 2, High School Musical 3, High School Musical the Musical the Series. That one we can keep. I don't know. Okay. That one can stay out of the rubble. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's my, that's my main, my main thing. Hmm. Okay. Huh. What do I want to toss? I think I would toss. Hmm. Oh, this is so tough. I don't know. What do I toss? Like, I'm sure there's things I didn't like. I just can't remember them. Well, then just come up with something like Ava. 
Okay, mm-hmm. something I would not want for my kids. Oh, maybe I'll toss out that like dessert rule. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. uh duh. Like kids have really fast metabolism, they burn a lot of energy, blah blah blah. There's no reason I shouldn't have dessert every day of the week. Something I was thinking about is the fact that like I was deprived of all like chips and artificial flavors as a kid. And the thing is, I think that made me more crazed about it. So it like nullified right? it because I ended up consuming it in like larger quantities when I went over oh to friends' gosh. houses. Mm-hmm. Whereas if I had been exposed to it like regularly, I feel like I wouldn't have been so and like gun ho about it. Oh that. yeah. Can and we you know? ban healthy snacks? <laughs> ban can't. the Trader Joe's knockoffs, guys. Yeah, Those are not good. Ban things that don't taste good. Um, but I think that just goes back to your thing about like if you just let your child run free, then they'll then, have more self control. Yeah, exactly. So I feel like that's so true. in the rubble, self controlled children, <laughs> um, and only yummy food. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think I will have to implement trust with my child because my parents trust me, and mm-hmm. that makes me therefore so much more likely to obey because they really don't set any boundaries for. Yeah, well, no okay, same. No. There's obviously boundaries, but they for like they let me do what I want to do. They let me go out with my friends and they trust that I will still be responsible, do my homework, blah blah blah. And that's important because then it's like I'm going to push myself to do all those things so I can maintain my freedom instead of like restricting them and then, you know, they, they try act and break out. Free. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. it's like, you know, that just doesn't seem worth it to me. Right. So, keep keep trust the kids. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, shall we go over final rules? Let's review the rules of the rubble, mm-hmm. and then we can exit out the rubble. Um, so we said no iPads allowed. No iPads. No, no iPads. No, 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 no. Um, weekly movie nights that mm-hmm. of cultural impact. Um, yummy foods only. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust in the kids. And you're forgetting one big thing. Free reign parenting? No, I was going to oh. say the Shin Ramen thing. Oh, oh that's true. And Shin Ramen Shin at a young ramen. age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have to get them used to, like, the spiciness yeah. early Oh, yeah. On. yeah. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, one thing I'll toss is, like, making foods that don't have a lot of spice. Because mm. now my spice tolerance is pretty yeah. low. Yeah. Like, what if you train it early? So yeah. yeah, train yeah. the kids early with that spice we tolerance. We do a weekly movie night X spice training. Exactly. <laughs> we I'm train really them to be the spice girls. <laughs> oh, okay. That's beautiful. Rice, Spice, and Shine, girls. <laughs> spice and Shine. What if our kids had a podcast and called it Spice and Shine? That would That'd be, be crazy. So That's the dream. Yeah. Anyway. The dream. All right. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning into the rubble this week. <laughs> um, Thank you for 30,000 30, downloads. 30,000 downloads. Yes. Some of I us, think that was the goal Sophie, of the year. thought we wouldn't get to 25 or 30 by the end of the year. We're and in January. We we're at 30. Now um, let's make it to 50. Let's make it to 100 people. Um, so, yeah, keep up the good work. Um, <laughs> keep working hard out there. Keep working hard out there. Um, once again, we have an Instagram, at Rice and Shine Podcast. We have an email if you want to send us any little things, whether that be episode ideas. Or a personal message. Or a personal message. Or, like, mm-hmm. always, if you ever feel like... You want to talk to someone outside of your circle and outside it's of your own rubble. Out, out, no, someone outside of your own bubble into the rubble mm-hmm. <laughs> um, about something in your life. Um, no matter what that be, these three Asian American teens are here to help. Um, and we live in the Pacific Northwest. And we live in the Pacific Northwest in the rubble. And that's where you'll find us. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next week. Bye bye.